Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Why, greetings and salutations. This is all I got. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. This is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where today we are recapping and discussing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Every time it feels good. A little story called Part 6, Stone Ocean. Episode 5, Hermes's Sticker. I don't know why I found Intriguing. That so- I don't know why What I could find possibly it- happen in this episode? Well, maybe we'll find out more about Chavez. Not Hermes, but her long-lost twin, Chavez. This episode covers chapters 615 mm-hmm. through 619 of the JoJo's Adventure manga mm-hmm. by Hirohiko Araki. That's a whole four chapters. As serialized in Shonen Jump. Mm. So this was pre-move to Shonen Weekly, or whatever it was. Jump Ultimate, or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, that other one. Yeah, yeah, I don't really know. No. Um, but yes. one knows. Yeah. I don't know, or care, what serialised manga publications exist. <laughs> There's only, like, three of them, and they're all shit. <laughs> Speaking of only being three and all shit... <laughs> People who give us money! <laughs> Our Patreons, the wonderful human beings that they are, as we are legally and contractually obligated to do, deserve a shout-out at the start of this episode. And what a start it is! Today's patron... Is in fact, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, Tom Mancini. Tom Mancini. Or it could be Tom Mancini. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, because it's single C, but I don't know. Well, if uh, the pronunciation of Italian and Italian-adjacent names in uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, Vento Oreo, has taught us anything, it could be anything. Yep. Literally fucking anything. It could even mean man in a chini. What, what is a chini? My name are Borat. My name are Borat, I wear it's an It's a mankini. <laughs> so, Tom anyway, Mancini. Uh, yep. Love to make yep. fun of our patrons' names. <laughs> and call and say there's only three of them and call them all shit, apparently. Yeah. We deeply appreciate they your know contribution. What they yeah. We, <laughs> we love you all. Thanks. You sick fucks. Thanks, Tom. You're a pretty Can I call right you, Tom? Guy. Thanks. Well, let's. All right. Well, well, someone's getting a bit forward. Yeah. Okay. We can't ask him. Okay. (laughs) We can't talk to him directly. What a handsome young boy. Oh, is it? Well, we don't know if he's a boy either. Maybe it's a woman. Maybe it's neither of the two. Maybe it's. I I don't know. It could be. I'm gonna cut you off now. Well, fine. (laughs) Just yeah. Destroy my Patreon dreams of thanking them even more. Nick. Yes. I think it's worth, before we dive into this old episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean. A perfectly regular one. Just flagging at the top that it has a lot of self-harm and suicide attempt content in it. Quite a lot. So if you're particularly sensitive to that sort of thing, maybe give this one a miss. Don't, uh, don't expect us to not discuss attempted suicide a lot in <laughs> this episode. it is... The entirety of the episode. There's quite a lot going There's on quite a lot of that. weaponized suicide in this mm. episode. If you don't like using suicide in a, shall we say, gratuitous fashion, not really the episode Move for you. along there, folks. Yes. <laughs> well, Nick. Yes. It's been a long day, but I think it's time to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hit it on a high note of weaponized suicide. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, we open in... Green Dolphin Street Prison, as we ever were. We're panning up the street itself. To Green Dolphin Street Prison. Yeah. And the sweet, light voice of the tiny baseball boy, Emporio, is like... I forgot that was his name. Green Dolphin Street Prison, 
also known as the Aquarium. It sucks there and it contains a deep darkness that God's light will never reach. <laughs> that darkness, the okay, human no, soul. I've got the actual quote here. Oh, okay. Uh, at some point in time, it birthed mystery and power. Ooh. Something unseen by ordinary men. Power and mystery drenched in filth. It's like just some dark soul's ass. Everything was dirty, and then the dirty ur-gods were born. Oh, the prison on the island? At some point in time, it birthed mystery and power. <laughs> ah, yes, the blood moon. It births... <laughs> It births mystery and horror in this aquarium. You know why they call it the aquarium? Because we're all just lost fish. Aren't we all just a lost school of fish, fearing the sharks in the darkness beyond those walls? You must ask yourself, are you willing to go beyond the precipice of the darkness? You must enter Green Dolphin Street Prison and retrieve the two discs. <laughs> Only then can you encounter the fate of the stand users. The top disc... And the bottom disc. <laughs> One as so above and so below. Of the sun and the moon. Of the soul Yeah, Jolene's build really sort of struggled with the um, gargoyles, but she made short work mm. of Quellark. Yeah. You know, you got to think about how you're jumping down the catacombs of the prison, right? In the infirmary ward, obviously. You know, you go down, you meet the blacksmith, and then you keep going. Um, and there's Emporio. And he grants you... Uh, the eyes. What? What's the? He grants the, you eyes. What's the thing that um the princess gives you in Dark Souls? Oh, the Lord Vessel. Yeah. So Emporio gives you the Lord Vessel. A baseball. Yep. And then you're now able to fast travel anywhere in the prison at certain locations, of course, through the fires of the soul. Emporio tells us that for her pri her prison break attempt, mm. Jolene got five years added to her. Her sentence, yep, which is insane. Leaving her with something in the field of 19 years and 360 days to go. I mean, that's, you know, that could be worse. It could be worse, <laughs> you know. 19 years of her goddamn youth. <laughs> 19 years and 360 days of my fucking youth. And that she Gone. is currently spending a few weeks residing in the Punishment Ward. Ooh. Speaking of Dark Souls ass. <laughs> Area. <laughs> name. So I know Araki did some like prison research. Is that a real thing? Well, she's basically in solitary right now, is, is from what I can gather. But you know, like, she's in the hole. Yeah, but like, the punishment ward. If you think that you've been evil, you're headed to the punishment ward. <sighs> yeah, like, for that... when prison isn't enough of a prison. <laughs> Double prison. It's the prison. Double secret prison. It's the prison that doesn't technically hold anyone inside of it. But it does, using even more bars. But this story isn't about the punishment ward, Nick. This story is about the infirmary ward, where... Oh, before we go into the infirmary ward, okay. can we just take a, like, a moment to appreciate how fucking cooked Jolene looks in oh, that scene? she looks scene. great. She's got the... You know, the shadows over her eyes. Much like her father when he was in single prison yeah. or jail, which is kind of z prison 0 0.5. Yeah. But it's like, she looks fucking grim. She's not a happy chap. She's she... back in prison. Her dad is in a state of living death. Uh, is he still underwater? <laughs> yeah, just left like, him on the beach. Is he going to get all, like, wrinkly and mildewy? Like, ugh. Yeah, they'll get the discs back in him and it'll be like, um... 
Bill Turner from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 3... Dead Man's Chest? No, that's two. Um, Kings of the Sea. Um, sure. Um, a Pirate's what's Life. What's it fucking called? World's End. World's End? Yeah. You mean uh, the, the, the Cornetto Trilogy capstone movie? Yeah. World's End? Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, Baby Driver. Mm, baby Driver. Yeah, the Cornetto Quadrilogy no one ever asked for, but we got it anyway and we're like, yeah, it was all right. No actual Cornettos in that movie, but plenty of pedophiles. <laughs> Kevin Spacey's in it. Yikes. And some, there was something about uh, Ansel Elgort in the news recently too. Ansel Elgort? He plays the titular Baby Driver. Uh-oh. That's not great. I don't know what it was, though. Is it just like, Ansel Elgort comes out as not a pedophile? (laughs) I find them a bit disheartening. I just want to get out ahead of the story. Sorry, is Ansel Elgort a pedophile? No, no. Not a pedophile. Oh, gotcha. My not a pedophile t-shirt is asking a lot of questions that I feel like it answers. (laughs) The paparazzi just so happened to get the shot where the knot is folded over. (laughs) And they're like, is he a pedophile? He's like, God damn. Damn it. My whole point of this is that I'm not a pedophile. Anyway, meanwhile, in the infirmary ward... We should have multiple trigger warnings on this episode, but anyway... Trigger warning. Jojo's world. <laughs> um, the infirmary ward janitor is sweeping the halls, and Emporio's um, monologue continues like, while she's stuck in the punishment ward, I'm going to look into another prisoner who's caught my attention. Because today's adventure is about... Hermes Costello. Costello. Uh, And she is sleeping in her infirmary ward bed. At this stage, we don't quite know why she's there, but we find out soon. Yeah, also don't know why she's sleeping knees up, but whatever. And it's hot. It's Florida. And? I've done it. What? How do you sleep knees up? Because it's too hot on on your back knees. Is this a real thing? Okay, how do you sleep knees up? Like this, this is... On on a big pile of money surrounded by beautiful women. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, fair enough. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, and the, the creepy hands of the infirmary janitor... Otherwise known as the patriarchy. Thank you very much. Uh, okay, so they do run along her leg in a creepy way, and we think he's mm. just feeling her up, and also he is. But we do just see him, like, snacks, snatch some money from under her skirt as well. Not her skirt, she's wearing... Just she's her, her... explicitly in the episode wearing panties. So she's obviously hit yeah, the money. So she's sleeping. The... So she's just wearing her like undershirt that goes under her. Norm- we'll we'll t- yeah. get into her outfit in more detail yeah. later. But she's wearing her the shirt that goes under her jacket, mm. uh, which is long enough to be a, like a night shirt. Yeah. Um, so his hand, one. his hand sneaks up under it. Yeah, well, that's why she's got to sneak with her knees up because she's wearing uh, wool. Exactly. And right. sm- pulls away uh, some of her money. Of course, we previously know that she went to great efforts to sneak money into the prison. So mm. rude. Extremely, also just groping her. Yes. Quite rude. So she's all like, You fucking asshole, get back here. I'm talking to you, you bastard. And she tries to snatch, start after him, but she doesn't realize she's got all these drips attached to her because she's woken up in the infirmary. And she's like, What? what the I'm fuck in the am infirmary. I? Huh. That's, that's not right. That's not the punishment ward. I. Why am I in the infirmary? What's going on? She like she takes a little while to get her get herself back together, but she basically recounts that like she found the um, the charm that had the stand arrow and the GPS tracker in it, mm. uh, and she was like, oh, so I I touched the she charm, pricked her finger, pricked her palm on it, and she was like, fucking ow. ow. She's like, oh, I don't want this damn thing. I'll sell it to what was her name? Oh yeah, Gwess. <sighs> fucking Gwess. And then uh, shortly thereafter, she became overcome by a mysterious. 
bilious fever and was taken to the infirmary ward. Ooh. And then she woke up and she's got this sticker on her hand. Now, when Liam was like, yeah, when, when so, we were watching this. So right, when the opening started. You were just like, now Nick, if uh, you if would I like If I pause to... the episode and uh, you go into my room and look at uh, one of the stickers on the front of my desk. For literal years. I would say about three years. There has been a sticker of Hermes sticker on his desk. Which is like, of course the pink square sticker um, ringed by two arrows moving in the same... In, in, Anti-clockwise, anti-clockwise direction. directions yeah. uh, with uh, like kissy lips in the center. And for literal years, I've never questioned it. <laughs> and now you're just like, oh yeah, it's a JoJo's reference. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> fuck. And now I just, I immediately afterwards was like, so what else in this house is a JoJo's reference? I'll never tell. God fucking damn it. <laughs> oh well, that fan over there, that stand-up fan, the one that looks like a regular fan. That's a part eight reference. Mm. Don't you, don't play with my heart like this. I can think of something that I have no control over, but could be considered a part eight reference. But because I can't tell you, it's going to be annoying for several years. For the audience. I'll just say it has something to do with my upstairs neighbours and leave it at that. And if you know, you know. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, Okay. So we do the opening. Yeah, uh, no, nothing new in that. Nothing really new. But Omez is very distracted by the pink sticker on her palm. And she's just like, what the fuck? She keeps pulling it off and like throwing it away and then looking back at her hand incidentally like, oh, it's back. What? Why? Uh. Why be back? So she's just straight up like, it keeps reappearing in my hand. So she pulls it off again and, and then another one emerges. This is getting out of hand. She's like, now there's two of them. She's like, what? Getting out of hand? Re- really? Come on. Well, like coming out of hand, my hand, where the sticker comes from. Wait, can I just <laughs> help me? <laughs> Wait, can we have a sidebar quickly? Just for, just come, come over here. Just yeah. come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So look, um, what the fuck's going on with you, man? Like, there's the sticker over there. There's the sticker in your head. You're, you're saying the joke twice. Look, Nick, as you know, I've been listening to a lot of the Magnus archives recently. Uh, go on. And yes. everything is a potential source of supernatural phenomenon that would test the very limits of my sanity. What if I was recording a podcast that that yeah. went on forever? That's that's our podcast. <laughs> there is no known end to this podcast. I used to enjoy getting Twitter correspondence from the podcast listeners. <laughs> don't I think, don't I'll, think be I'll be logging into that account anymore. again anytime soon. <laughs> oh, and that's I, every episode of the Magnus Archives. <laughs> oh, I used to talk into a microphone and then it talked back to me. Don't think I'll be using that microphone anymore. And then just some guy in the back is like, I bought her a new microphone. She hasn't used it to this date. Magnus Archive's dead. Pretty much. Yeah. Nick hasn't listened to the show, but uh, we did spend a lot of time before we watched the episode today just saying things like, I used to do my groceries at night. Don't think I'll be doing that anymore. So, uh, like, I, I mean, I'm like 50 episodes in. I enjoy the show a lot, but uh, a lot of them do end like that. <laughs> Well, it sounds very SCP, and I'm a big SCP fan, um, but in a very different, um, like, delivery style, I guess. Yeah. Which I'm very into. Yeah, well, I'm not overly familiar with the SCP line of short fiction, but... Mm. Well, I think my favourite episode of SCP is the guy who records this podcast where he investigates this paranormal activity, and it always ends with someone saying, I don't think I'll be doing that anymore. 
But the guy who's recording the podcast never knew. So she's like, is my memory okay? These stickers keep being back in my hand. Quick, let me rattle off some things I can remember. That will prove everything. So let me see if I can remember these things. Well, Nick, famously, you have a very bad memory. Mm, So let's see if your memory is okay. This is what... Okay, so I remember the second one very clearly. But I'll try the first one. Christopher Columbus, he discovered the Americas in 1867. Now just take a second and think about that year. Think about what you know about American history. Uh, 1687? <laughs> Closer, but way off. Um, I'll give you a third guess, then we'll move on. 1767. 1492. God damn it! America is old! Of course, oh. it's even older than that, if you account for, you know, the First Nations. Yeah, and... but yeah, forget about <laughs> actual, you know, history. And Nick, what was the second fact that Ernest could remember? Bugs Bunny's birthday... Is July 27th. That's right. You know how I know that? Because I love me some Bugs Bunny. Yep. That, that, that's <laughs> it. That's this whole bit. <laughs> Must have taken a wrong turn at Albuquerque. If you think about, you know, really useful facts, like in a history mm. exam, where it's like, what year was World War Two, Or what year mm. was like the Vietnam War? And I'd be like, oh, 1983. And they'd be like, Nick, you need to seriously consider <laughs> getting your memory fixed. Having confirmed that her memory is um, uh, working correctly, Hermes turns to one of the infirmary staff and says, uh, and asks about her hand, saying, what's up, Doc? <laughs> and then all of them, all brandishing carrots, are like, eh. Yeah, see? And the, that's, uh, not, that's not what Bugs Bunny says. <laughs> the janitor comes back with like a double-barreled shotgun being like, I'm hunting Hermes. So she looks down. Uh, none of that happens. She yep. looks down and she sees... Um, she looks at her One shoes. of her stickers has landed on one of her shoes. She's got nice sort of laceless leather flats with a sort of gold band at the front. They look like... Practical. Mon- Mongolian also sandals. Yeah. Uh, but there's three of them. She doesn't have three feet. That doesn't seem right. Yeah. She has to count them. She's like one, one two, two, three. And then she's counting on her fingers. Uh, and then she looks at her fingers and she's got... Six fingers. And she's like with one. another sticker on her fingers. And she's like one, two, three, four, five. Six. Ah! So she freaks out. She pulls the sticker off. Uh, feels a sharp pain. There is a spurt of blood as her two index fingers fly back together. And she's like, "Oh my god, what the fuck is going on?" Meanwhile, uh, another sticker that she pulled off and discarded landed loosely on uh, a bedpan near her bed. So at this point, the adhesive wears off. And it falls off, and the two bedpans collide back together, shattering and sending piss everywhere. I know there's a joke here. I know there's a joke here. Okay, go on. Shattering piss everywhere sounds like... In case of piss, break glass. There we go. There it is. In case of piss... No. Wait. Yes. Yes. Okay, I'm having an aneurysm. So, in case of emergency, piss glass... Oh, that sounds so painful. (laughs) That sounds real bad. But that's what's coming to my brain. Okay. Trigger warning. JoJo's world. (laughs) Dear God. Is this the... Uh, At this point, everyone yells at her. And they're all like, keep it down, Hermes, you sack of shit. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure one of them literally is like, you absolute (laughs) fucking idiot, keep it down. I'm surprised no one was like, I'll kill you. They often seem to say that when they're awful Mm. bystanders in JoJo's. (laughs) Uh, she like she pretty quickly puts together like that she's got magical powers and that other people can have magical powers. Mm. Um, so she like she basically gives us the summary of the stand as she demonstrates it on her spare shoe right now. 
if she puts the sticker, so the st- her palm generates the sticker, and when she pulls it off, you can still see there's a small scratch there. Hmm. Uh, her palm generates the sticker, and when she puts the sticker then on another object or part of her body... It, it duplicates. Yeah. And then when the sticker comes off, the two objects recombine, taking a bit of damage in the process. Hmm. So, for instance, when the two bedpans combined... They exploded. Being made of fragile glass. Mm. And she does it with her shoe right now, and the shoe is a bit scuffed up. Mm. And when she did it with her fingers, there was a bit of blood and pain. And now she has a working finger again. But not as bad as it could be. I know it sounds crazy, but there's no doubt about it. It emerged from my body. Now that I've accepted it, it's quite useful. (laughs) And we see um, that the janitor who robbed her uh, is doing his rounds again, uh, and he retrieves his mop which he had left next to her mm. cell, or the infirmary cell that they're all in. It's like a group... A group, group cell. Barred ward yeah. thing. Uh, anyway, and she's near the bars. Anyway, then, then it reveals that she has another mop beneath the covers with her. <gasps> she peels the sticker off it. It flies through the bars, smacks the guy as they're two, like, recombined around his neck, knocking him out briefly. And he just falls to the ground. Stunned. Limp. And She, she snags no her point. money back. At no point here do we suspect that this guy could be some kind of JoJo's character. That is, until we see that he has two discs sticking out of his head. And Hermes is like, what the fuck? That's not normal. Could be a copy of Age of Empires in there. (laughs) (laughs) So she yanks one of the discs out, but not the other one. Just just one, Mm -hmm. for now. I grabbed it without thinking, she says. And she's like, I wonder what's on it. I wonder what's on this disc. And then hard cut. Yeah, she's getting discharged from the infirmary. You can return to yourself. She's like, hey, what's up with the bathroom janitor? And the guard is like, and what will you do with that information? And then we just move on. Yep. We just, she's she asks, not allowed to know. She asks uh, another one of the uh, infirmary patients about the guy. And another inmate just sticking around. No one really knows. And they're just like, oh, hate that guy. Keeps groping me. And taking my money. Oh, I like money. So she goes to the bathroom uh, and takes a look at the disc. Now, uh, her observations are as follows. It's not a CD, but it's shaped like one. Hmm. Reflects light like a disc, but it's soft and elastic. Oh. I saw another disc on his face. There were two of these on him. And she's looking at the surface of the disc, and she ha- then she sees the image of a hand with money in it. And we sort of go into the image, uh, and it's like uh, sort of low-res... Super um, glitchy and like steady cam yeah. found footage. It's like from, peering from through the, the eyes. Yeah, from the the point of view of uh, the bathroom janitor's eyes, uh, which in the industry we call a real POV shot. We call it Peep Show, starring David Mitchell and Robert Webb and Olivia Coleman and Patterson Joseph and the guy who played Super Hands. Oh God, Super Hands! What a guy. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so. We see that this guy's ruffling through some cash. He says, and this is one of... There were a couple of these in this episode and this batch of episodes. But there's just... like I, I'm sure the person who did these translations probably had far less time and pay than they deserved. Mm. Uh, but there's just some things that are a bit grammatically off in the sub. Like, for instance, now, this guy, the bathroom janitor, is saying in his own memory or vision or whatever, mm-hmm. the money I took from the sick inmates, they're mine now. All $5,000. You would think to yourself that that would be an easy thing to convey to a translation person. Just to be like, oh, money. Okay, well, this is how it's grammatically meant to be. But then you're doing it at like 3am. Yeah. And you're just like, 
Money, it's mine now. Yep, that's what I wrote down. And then you see it as you watch the episode <laughs> and everyone in Japan's like, we have the English subs, yay. And the one translator's like, oh, shit. <laughs> the translator, of course, being the only person in Japan who speaks English. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the notable translator. They walk from place to place, deeply yearning for some new challenge to find. And each day... They're met with disaster, unable to translate the words perfectly. I used to translate a lot of TV shows. Don't think I'll be doing that anymore. <laughs> Not enough work time when the pay wasn't good enough. So was there any paranormal activity associated to it? No. But you say there wasn't enough time. Yeah, I, uh, I was insufficiently resourced for the scale of the job I had to do. Note-taking sounds. I don't know if that's a thing, but it should be. <laughs> okay. Um... Yes. And she sees that he has hidden all the money that he steals from the infirmary inmates in a loose bar so somewhere. So is it, is it like plumbing or is it like a fake like jail cell? Well, bar? I always assumed fake jail cell, but given the, lo- given the locations he works, perhaps mm. it's meant to be like a, a pipe. Mm. You know, they say um, a, a, a place that seems sensible to hide cash or other small valuables uh, mm. is inside a towel rack. But if, if you think you're in a circumstance where someone might break in and search your place, mm. it's not as sensible as it might seem because to you, it's a great deal of care and effort to like unscrew the towel rack, put something in there. But if someone's searching the place in a hurry, in a hurry illegally, they won't have any qualms about just breaking the towel rack off and looking inside. Mm. But how many people are going to break a towel rack and look inside? Oh, well, you know, it's, it's if you're in, you know, if you're up to some shit. Oh, so if I'm in prison. Yeah, or if you're a professional burglar who's crossed the uh, mafia. Like, for instance, in uh, Lawrence Block's uh, The Burglar series of murder mystery novels. Ah, I see. I see where this is going now. (laughs) Is some sort of detective story emerging here? No. Well, never mind. Uh, And then the image of the stand White Snake comes up next to this pipe or bar. And he's all like, McQueen. Would you like to play a game? He looks super weird while he's doing it. He's like just mm. crawling forward like, I like you, mm. McQueen. At this point, Hermes realises the disc is like forcing her, itself into her head. And she's like, no, 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 no. She wrestles it out and staggers backwards and tosses it into the toilet. Where we see White Snake still down there for a bit just being like, I'm in the toilet. <laughs> this so- is where I belong. <laughs> So then she's like, what the fuck just happened? And then who should just so happen to be nearby? McQueen. Nick, let's talk about McQueen. Okay. McQueen, full name Thunder McQueen. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. It's a 27-year-old male inmate at Green Dolphin Street Prison. Uh, His name is, he's named after the British fashion designer Alexander McQueen. Wait, oh God, this is a real thing. Yep. Wow, okay. Who's Alexander McQueen? Oh, well, Nick, he's a British fashion designer who founded his own Alexander McQueen label in 1992 and was the chief designer at Givenchy from 1996 through 2001, having earned himself four British Designer of the Year awards. Ooh. Now, um... Oh, oh dear. Oh, no, this hang is, on. This is... Hang on, what's the section called, Liam? Hang on, what year did this... What? What do you hear? Did this chapter come out? Because it's it's either become very poor taste or very ironic. Um, hold that thought. Hold that thought. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! 
I think you know where I'm going with this. I do. I think I do. Oh my god. Okay, so this he's first appeared in chapter 21 or 615, yep, which came out uh, in May of 2000, which was approximately 10 years before uh, okay. Alexander McQueen died via asphyxiation due to suicide by hanging. What? <laughs> oh my God. How ironic. Jesus Christ. Well, no, um, no controversial statements element of his Wikipedia page, but I feel like well, that's still a bit of a wardrobe malfaction. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus Christ. Well, that's... We... Okay. All right. Jojo still predicting the future of Alexander McQueen somehow. Oh, very rough. Holy dooly. Yikes. Let's just, let's just move swiftly along. <laughs> Um, McQueen's Stand, which we'll encounter later in the episode, we may as well talk about it now, yep. uh, it's Highway to Hell, mm-hmm. otherwise uh, known as Freeway Through Sticks, sticks or whatever, <laughs> yep. um, it, it's a stand that when you d- do a suicide, it does it to someone else that you're fixated on. So, like, it's a weirdly shaped one as well. It's because, like little propellers. Yeah, it's like, it's not even, it doesn't have a shape really, it's more like a goo that then... Yeah, rose these weird propeller bits. Yeah, little propellers will come out and replicate the form of the suicide attempt uh, mm. on you. Uh, Which we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, but l- let's talk. Oh, Highway to Hell, of course, is an ACDC song slash album. I feel uh, like they're ubiquitous enough. We don't really need to go into a great deal of detail. Yeah, there's enough trucks around with Highway to Hell blaring from it that we know what's up. Na 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 na. Highway. <laughs> there's um there's actually so in Perth there is a guy I don't know who he is I don't know what he does and I don't know how he affords it but I think he works for a sign business or a decal business or something Okay He has a car that he's absolutely pimped the fuck out to be an ACDC car so it's got like the the bit like the air intake thing on the front of the car on the the bonnet that's like the hole that the air goes in um that most cars don't have mm-hmm. but this one does to look cool and uh painted over all of the car right not just like the front or the back like literally all of the car is like an ACDC tribute artwork thing okay like photos fire ACDC written in like big red iconography um, and he, every, every time I've seen this car, every fucking time I've seen this car, he is absolutely blaring ACDC with the windows down. Man knows what he's about. Even in like winter. And I'm like, dude, yes. <laughs> yeah. Nick, the Jojo Vele commentary, Highway to Hell, yes. is as follows. I needed to lift someone up to make them commit suicide. And I thought it would be cooler to use propellers than rope. As you do. Characters in JoJo are generally optimistic, but this guy's optimistic about attempting suicide. Laughs. Imagine being, like, the editor for the JoJo Valet notes, and you see that, and you're like... Araki, are you okay? You're just like, Araki, is this in, is this in good taste? Is this or, a cry for help? Are you uh, optimistic about suicide? He's like, you know... Jo- you know, Jojo's characters, right? It's like, okay. Okay. Alright, just... Well, and while we're here, the Jojo uh, Valet commentary for uh, Kiss, 
mm-hmm. Hermes Costello stand, uh-huh. as it will be named. Yeah. Sticks, kisses, stickers onto things. That's all. <laughs> Again, I was careful not to make the stand silhouette too similar to those of her allies. Hermes' position in the story is kind of like a female version of Polnareff. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Another revenge story, maybe? Mayhaps. Or... Maybe just a comic relief character who starts off trying to be really <laughs> Maybe cool. Maybe just kind of an idiot. <laughs> At this point, she has cottoned onto things pretty quickly. So she has had an unfortunate situation in the bathroom, which is very polarizing. Yes, actually, yes. <laughs> um, anyway, McQueen. McQueen. Can we just... What does he look like? Yeah, sure. So, because Jesus Christ. He's a blonde man. Mm-hmm. Uh, his hair is he's got like a, a fringe swoosh mm-hmm. uh, and then next to that he's got a just a, an M which is not quite shaved into his hair but as much as like stapled onto the front of it yeah it's like it must be made from his hair but it, it it's but it's like, clearly on top of his hair yeah it's like a very fresh the golden M. arches <laughs> McQueen he's um, got a McDonald's sponsorship yikes so He's wearing like he wears a blue like bodysuit kind of. Yep, and he has like this weird chastity yeah, underwear. A big cod piece. Yeah, I've been reading Terry Pratchett's Guards Guards recently, mm-hmm. uh, in which the character Carrot uh, has a big cod piece, which everyone just calls his protective. <laughs> his protective. Yeah. Oh my god! Amazing. Uh, what do we know about McQueen in terms of his vital statistics? What's his favourite colour? Yeah, I'm just seeing if there's anything like mm. that. Um, no, nothing like that. But I know there is some stuff about Hermes, so we may as well get in, delve into that now. Alright, Hermes, who is currently in a bit of a pickle because she's about to get suicided. Birthday, 1988 or 1990. <laughs> okay. I wonder why. Hmm. Uh, she's a Mexican-American female, uh, 21 years of age. Mm-hmm. Her hair colour is black. Her hobbies are track and field. Huh. Interesting. Doesn't come across as a track and field lady. No, more of a... Uh, Bodybuilder. Yeah, kickboxing perhaps. Yeah, yeah. But well, you know. That's what you get. Yep. Just goes to show you can't judge someone by their appearance. Hmm. Sometimes they're into track and field. Yep. <laughs> so she's wearing like... Oh yeah, let's look about her. Yeah, because we have I don't think we've talked about how like what she actually no. wears. She's wearing like this... like. Cotton undershirt, like almost like a dress a thing. woolen turtleneck thing. Yeah, which then... Sleeveless. Goes under a... Also sleeveless green jacket, which has like jester cut. Yes, yes. <laughs> at, the jester, <laughs> at, the, at the base? Yep. At the hem? It's the jester outfit, but not as poofy. And then she wears... And on the back of that is the um, Green Dolphin Street uh. prisoner... Or prison thing. logo, yep. GDST. Yep. Um, she's wearing like metal armlets on her biceps. Yep. And another one on her, I think, no, I think that's her prisoner ID tag on her wrist. I can see in this picture mm. actually. Then she's and got quite loose fitting track pants or track and field pants. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say they're flared, but they're quite mm. tight. And some sensible boots. Yeah. And she's also got one of those, um, those leather, the, the things that hang off like, um, when when you have a hat, I genuinely and, don't know what you mean. It's like it's like a real American thing where it has like a leather strap that just hangs off something. A tassel? Yeah, maybe. I think it might be a tassel. Yeah. Where is this tassel you're talking about? There. I think that's a stripe. No, because it's 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 woomphy. Or a braid? You heard it here first. It's woomphy. It's it's like a it's a wavy little little tasselly thing. 
I think it's a stripe on the pants, Nick. No. No, because behind it is clear. Well, the pictures will tell a thousand stories as we progress through the episode. <laughs> uh, Hermes is named after, according to the Jojo Bizarre Adventure fandom wiki, mm-hmm. named after a combination of Hermes, the fashion brand, and Elvis Costello, the musician. Huh. There you go. Hermes, the fashion brand. Hermes. Hermes International, or simply Hermes, mm-hmm. is a French luxury design house established in 1837, specialising in leather goods, lifestyle accessories, home furnishings, perfumery, jewellery, watches, and ready-to-wear. Now, may I ask if there is any form of wardrobe malfunction going on with Hermes? <laughs> um, well, it's because it's a large conglomerate and not a... And not a being, not like it's a It's difficult a to say. Mm. Um, Have they made any gaffes as a company, though? Let's see. None that I'm seeing from a quick reference to their Wikipedia page. Damn it! Nothing makes me angrier than when there's no wardrobe malfactions. I just want that hot goss. (laughs) Dish. (laughs) Well, that will have to wait till next time. Alas. Elvis Costello is, of course, a musician. He wrote... Okay, Declan Patrick McManus. Yeah, I can see why he went with Elvis (laughs) Costello. (laughs) He wrote... Um, he wrote... Oh, my memory is so bad. Well, Nick, while you try to remember with your bad memory, yep. I will tell you some of his uh, performing aliases. Okay. D.P. Costello, The Imposter, Little Hands of Concrete, Napoleon Dynamite, Howard Coward, Mac Manus. Yikes. <laughs> um, Hello, it's me, Little Hands of Concrete. <laughs> How you going? Can you play guitar? Of course I can. They I call got me. these concrete hands, don't I? <laughs> Smashes his guitar in <laughs> twain. Um, I literally can't remember a single song that he does. But he's not the guy who sings Hurt, is he? Because that's Johnny Cash. Yeah. Elvis Costello. He's not flying me to the moon, is he? Frank Sinatra. Shit! <laughs> um, Bugs Bunny's birthday is on July 27th. <laughs> I can't remember a single Elvis Costello song. Alright, what are, what are some hits? What are some notable songs that he's done? There's got to be one. Elvis Costello, renowned for having no notable songs. Well, Nick, he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, so he hasn't got anything. <laughs> he's got a lot of associated acts. Oh, Jesus. Squeeze. Elvis began his career as part of London's pub rock scene in the early 1970s and later became associated with the first wave of the British punk and new wave movement that emerged in the mid to late 1970s. His critically acclaimed album My Aim Is True was released in 1977. Shortly after it, he formed The Attractions as his backing band. His second album, This Year's Model, was released in 1978 and was ranked 11 by Rolling Stone on its list of best albums from 1967 to 1987. His third album, Armed Forces, was released in 1979 and features his highest charting single, Oliver's Army, number two in the UK. His first three albums all appeared on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. Mm. But what about the songs? (laughs) What about the songs? Oliver's Army is his highest charting single. Oh. Costello has co-written several original songs for films, including God Give Me Strength from Grace of My Heart, 1996 with Burt Bacharach. Everyone remembers it. The Scarlet Tide from Cold Mountain, 2003 with T-Bone Burnett. Yep. For the latter, Elvis was nominated, along with Burnett, for the Academy Award for Best Original Song and the Grammy Award for Best Song Written for Visual Media. Ooh. Do you like this thing that I'm doing? I don't know. (laughs) It's very off-putting, but very alluring at the same time. I'm a VJ on Channel 5. (laughs) Coming soon to Season 12 of Taskmaster. It's Liam's pan-English 
<laughs> Alter ego. So all we have to do is talk like a couple of English people and we'll get in the views. I don't know why I said dirt instead of the, but the, you know, whatever. Oh, I thought you meant interviews. Look, we're going to get some interviews, all right? We're going to get Taskmaster on it. We're going to get all the tasks and then we're going to have... We're going to put them in a big pot and we're going to have ourselves a stew. All right? You're going to sit there. You're going to bloody enjoy yourselves, all right? Shout out to our English listeners. <laughs> we are really glad you are sticking with us. <laughs> Okay, um, yeah, so... <laughs> We're not even halfway through the episode! <laughs> so McQueen is there and is like, I've been, I've stalked before, but I've never been, I, I don't I know, it's uncontrollable now. I've stalked before, but I've never been stalked by a woman. Yes, this is a first. And Hermes is like, what the fuck? What's with those discs? And then he starts to, to cry. And I don't know if this is Japanese onomatopoeia for crying, but he's making a stra- strange sound going like, Yeah. It, it sounds like a guy from, um, uh, that, um, not Mitchell and Webb. Fuck. I keep going back to British versions of American people now. The Key and Peele. It's like that Key and Peele skit with the, the basketball players. You think that Mitchell and Webb are the British version of Key and Peele. Look, I know what I'm about. <laughs> um, it's like that basketball team member skit or it's like so I don't from, know if I've seen that one it's like so from uh, this college we have these players and it starts off with normal names and then it just goes fucking insane and like that's ah, like the Bunta Vista segment the great American hall of name yes maybe where they yes. read out names of Americans from like sporting associations yes. and things like that yes almost definitely that anyway let's keep moving yes um, check out Key and Peele for sketch comedy <laughs> Uh, he's crying. He's like, I don't remember anything. What discs? I'm such a loser. Can't remember a thing. Oh, he's crying. He took my damn money. Now he's crying. And he's like, oh yeah, that's right. I had some money. But I forgot where I hid it. Oh, woe was me. I don't know what I'm doing. She's like, oh my God, are you okay? And he's like, did you ask if I'm okay? How nice. It's been so long since I've spoken to a woman. Never had a heartfelt conversation with a woman before. So happy. And then as he's talking, like takes off his belt. Oh, you know, there are days where things are tough, but, you know, you're making it all worthwhile. I hope I can spend the rest of my life with a wonderful lady like you someday, but that'll never happen. I'm pathetic. Yes, I'm trash. And then he just casually hangs himself (laughs) with his belt. And Hermes is like, what the fuck? But before she can react too much, as we alluded to before, uh, a pressure is exerted on her throat, which you can see visibly, and then, like, stand energy, um... Manifests. Like a, like so a sort many... of collar with propellers coming out of it so, wraps around her neck. Yeah, like this gelatinous cylinder with weird arms of with propellers just mm. pump in towards Which the Which lift nectar. her into the air to the same height as McQueen. And, and then she's like, oh shit. She's just like, what the fuck is going on? I'm we like... have an ad break and then we are uh, watching the disc of <gasps> Whitesnake in the toilet being like, McQueen, you have great evil within you. No malice or animosity. You think you don't inconvenience others. You victimise yourself. And yet you're always wishing for someone to save you. Which is why you're the worst. You're the most truly evil of all. You drag others down with you. So I said I said to you, Nick, why are we watching Whitesnake do this monologue? Yeah. It reminded me of um, Orson Welles talking about Woody Allen. Oh yeah, what was with this? Because um, I was like... Is it is it about 
like, oh, Woody Allen just uses people at random or something. And you were like, I'm going to hold off on this. Yeah, I'll find the quote for you. Yeah. <clears throat> this is Orson Welles on Woody Allen. I hate Woody Allen physically. I dislike that kind of man. He has the Chaplin disease, that particular combination of arrogance and timidity that sets my teeth on edge. Like all people with timid personalities, his arrogance is unlimited. <laughs> Anyone who speaks quietly and shrivels up in company is unbelievably arrogant. He acts shy, but he loves himself. A very tense situation. It's people like me who have to carry on and pretend to be modest. To me, it's the most embarrassing thing in the world. A man who presents himself at his worst to get laughs in order to free himself from his hang-ups. Everything he does on the screen is therapeutic. Jesus Christ. Orson Welles really didn't like Woody <laughs> Allen. And Orson Welles is like War of the Worlds guy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, famously the voice of Unicron in the Transformers animated movie. Wait, what? Shortly before he died. Oh, okay. All right. Good. I don't know why I said that, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, so Whitesnake is in the toilet being like, McQueen, your form of timidity is pure arrogance. It sickens me physically. People like me who are in this toilet and have to pretend to be modest. <laughs> oh, God, that's so... Oh, my God. I cannot believe Orson Welles said that about Woody Allen. That's insane. Someone had to. Someone had to do it and we had to bring Woody Allen down. Put him in his place. Hermes tries and fails to call for help because she's being choked and hanged. Yep. Uh, but she cleverly uses her... She reaches out with her sticker, mm -hmm. puts it on the belt, creating a second belt, and then with her last ounce of strength, rips off that, second, that sticker off the second belt, yep. for causing them to collide back together, and the damage to the belt causes it to fray sufficiently that the weight of McQueen drops them both to the floor. Yep. He has strange powers like I do, so there are others like me. She... Uh, cleverly deduces. And so he's like, Oh my god, oh, you saved me. You oh, saved my so life. beautiful. Oh, you must be a wonderful Why do you one. have that ability? I don't know what you're talking about. He, he just doesn't remember. He says, I won't do that again. I can see clearly now. And I owe you for saving my life. I'll repay you someday. And, and she's Irma's, like, she's Irma's blushing. Yeah, she like, goes oh, all, oh, shucks. She goes all like, oh, well, you know, I, I didn't do anything. Then, but, while we're close, close up on her reacting, he has, meanwhile, slammed his head into a full trough of water and then tilted his whole upper body into it. Hermes begins to drown. <laughs> and he's like... like uh, just like a, a scuba mask of water fixes itself over her uh, mouth and nose. And this time, she's too far away to just do anything about, like, oh, I'll double up on, like, mm -hmm. him and then make him fall out of the water. It's like, no, he's too far away. He can't do it. So she, she catches, then catches a look at his wrist when she sees... There's a lot of cut marks. Yeah, a lot of self-harm scars. And she's like, oh, he must have suicidal tendencies. And he's unaware of his abilities. Uh-oh. That's a bad sign for all Hermes. And she runs towards him, but trips and then is floating upside down in the same way that he is upside down. And now she's perfectly mimicking his situation. Uh-oh. But in the air. She manages to put a sticker on her nose so that it thumps off and she can still breathe. So now she has double nose. And she can... Yeah, and, she, you and know, she's buys like, her some crucial time. Yep. And then uh, she cunningly grabs a broom from nearby. Yeah, or a mop. Or a mop. And then swats our boy McQueen out from the sink. I think she uses the mop like a pole vault and then kicks him, looks like. No, no, because he comes out that away. Oh, yeah. So like, she's like... Whomps. And then she kept yep. going with the momentum because she's exactly. fighting. Exactly. So then the, uh, the stand... What is the stand name again? Which one? Uh, his. Highway to Hell. Yeah. Highway to Hell... 
like just basically poofs away, yeah. evaporates. Hermes is like, shit, I need to keep this disc on me. Yeah, it's got to be something to do with those discs, why this keeps happening. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's like explaining why he did that. I said I'd repay you, but I'm garbage, so I'd never be able to do that. So I thought I'd kill myself and then that way would be the only repayment. She's understandably quite agitated and is like, get the fuck away from me. Jesus Christ, all of the harm you do to yourself comes back on me, you idiot. If I see you again, I'll kill you. And he goes, please do. <laughs> it would end the suffering. I wouldn't mind being killed by a beautiful woman like you. Such a simp. Hermes is like, <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm a little attractive. King simp. That. King simp and the limp wimp? No. That's what we said last time. Yeah. We need to have more imp words. Mm-hmm. Um, so... He's like, it looks like she picked up a disc. I thought it belonged to me for some reason. I wonder if she'll give it back. And Probably he, not. Yeah, he. at this point, Hermes has left and he's oddly normal. Or like weirdly neutral. Yeah, not quite being like, I need to kill myself. Yeah. I'm worthless. He's just like, hmm, huh. Hermes had a disc. Hmm. She like sh- flashes her permission to leave the uh, infirmary to the guards. Like, going back to the women's prison. Bye. So she sprints back, takes a stairwell. But passes by a sweet young baseball boy. And at first she doesn't notice him. But then there's like the the rhythmic thudding of him tossing the uh, ball against the wall and catching it in his mitt. And he's like, ah, your powers have emerged, yeah. Hermes when Costello. Nick, when Nick heard the, um, the rhythmic uh, sound, he was like, what if he's just at the top of the stairs doing the slow clap? <laughs> Well done, Hermes. You have done It doesn't yourself. sound quite like a regular clap because I'm wearing the baseball mitt on one hand. Yeah, it's more like a thump, thump, thump. I used to play baseball, but I don't think I'll be doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just chucking this ball on the wall. No one's coming in or out of the stairwell. And he's like, Elvis Costello. Nope. El, El, uh, Hermes <laughs> Costello. It seems your powers have emerged. And he he says, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, And like normally when someone says that, it's giving someone like some crucial advice. Mm -hmm. But he just exposits about stands. It's called a stand. And also stands attract stands. So this irked me, okay? This irked me Stand abilities are drawn to one another like gravity. That's not... Now, Nick, I know that irked you, you know, because you're splitting hairs about physics. Yes. But rest your laurels. Cool your jets, hotshot. Because gravity, uh, it turns out, is a, like a significant theme or um, motif in the remainder of this part. Oh. So just go with it. Oh, okay. Interesting. Just go with the pull, like gravity. I will never do that, sir. I will only stand in my one spot where gravity is attracting me. But I get what they're getting at. But it irks me. So she's like, that. it's the kid. And he's like, you sold Jolene's charm. That's why she told me to watch you. Hmm. Hmm. You need to seek out someone named Cujo Jolene. That's right, Jojo. Look for the Jojo, Hermes. Look for the Jojo. Yeah, then he fades backwards through the wall because he's a ghost. Hermes walks up the stairs and he's still just there. It's like, yeah, Jojo. <laughs> uh, our enemy has the ability to steal souls. You see, a soul is composed of two discs, a memory disc and a stand disc. So that's all a soul is. It's just a memory and a stand. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. I can dig that. Discs? You mean like this disc? Wow, <gasps> you got that disc. Wow. That must be the janitor's. And so he must have another one still. So Hermes is like, you know what, little boy? You're right. I need to go grab that other disc. Gotta get that disc. Well, actually, she's like, fuck it. But then also, huge cuts open up on her arm. Oh, she's like, true. oh shit, he's trying to kill himself again. I thought that maybe I'd get far enough away, but nope. 
Nope, I'm still connected to Oh, and to also him. now he's electrocuting himself. Oh no. And then we get this weird explanation as to why Hermes didn't die from electrocution. Yeah, so... So 100 volts can uh, pass through a human body. The human body, body but... has electrical resistance. You can't kill a person just by sending 100 volts of electricity on human skin. Mm-hmm. We have electrical resistance. Such a smart baseball boy. Yeah. Presumably who has never gone to school or... Yeah. Also incorrect, but you know, whatever. Tell me. So humans aren't just resistant, they're also capacitive. Which means that if electricity starts going onto you, you're, you're like a battery, mm-hmm. right? You're like a really shit, <laughs> fucking awful battery. But you can receive an electric sh- charge without being killed. Yes. So, you know, like when you um, tap on, what's the, the big round a toaster. Thing? No, no, the big round. <laughs> that toaster will kill you. <laughs> the, the big round thing that you touch in physics class. Oh, and it makes and your hair all, stand up. Yeah, and, and then you have the thing where it's like, you touch it when it has a lot of voltage. And it kills and you. And all of you are holding hands. And so when you touch it... I've never done that element. So there's a a trick where everyone holds their hands, but the current flows through you and everyone else in the chain. Okay. So the thing is, yes, we have resistance, but we all... You can also form a circuit. Yes, exactly. The important part is that we're all capacitive, and that's the reason why you don't just immediately die. Oh, because it spreads through you into other things. Yes. And that's why you can build up, like, some static as well. Right. But anyway, I've forgotten everything from electrical engineering. So, but he's, he's made a good Such point. Such a smart boy, Alec. Yeah. See, it's not the voltage that'll, <laughs> it's not the voltage that'll kill you. It's the current flowing through you. It's not the gravity that'll kill you. It's the floor. Exactly. It's the sudden stop at the bottom. It's the sudden zap of the, the electro stuff. It's not the electricity that'll kill you. It's the saline solution. Yeah, so he then exposits, yeah, in order to decrease the resistance... I.e., in order to just yeah. fucking burn Emporio you to shit. Perfectly deducing the motivation of this man he's never met. It's yeah. like, if he wants to electrocute himself again, he'll be looking for some saline solution right now. And Hermes mm. is like, saline solution? Why, there's plenty of that in the infirmary. So. That would d- increase conductivity to almost 100%. Which, sure. Okay. Humans don't really conduct very well, so that's pretty on the. That's pretty on point, Emporia. Pretty on point. Nice. Such a smart boy, our Araki. Yeah. Is he? <laughs> like, like, let's just... Let's, hang on. Let's go back a second. The man, literally, at the age of, what, like 40 or something, was still walking 600. up. Was, sorry, 600. He was walking up to a door. He would just be like... Dun-dun, and then just run away. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. And his wife, publicly, was like, yeah, he's a fucking child. Emporio's like, I can't leave the stairway. There's too many prisoners out there. And that's why I live in the prison. <laughs> so, Hermes, like, sprints to the infirmary. I'll beat him up and take his other disc, she says. <laughs> <laughs> We've just gone full British accent now, haven't it's we? It's me, Vinnie Jones. As seen in Gallivant, available now to stream on Disney+. Plus. Is it? Yeah. Oh. I'm re-watching it at the moment. Hello, it's me, someone from Edinburgh. It's me, Shrek. I've... <laughs> it's me, Shrek. Mike May is putting on a bad Scottish accent. Hey, this is comic relief. To Americans, to Scotsmen, it's a reason for war. Shagadelic, baby. And now it's me, Austin Powers. I'm also Scottish for some reason. Anyway. Anyway, Irma's arrived in the infirmary and uh, our McQu- boy. McQueen has wrapped himself in a big cable, uh, like a lamp cable or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which apparently is 
both insulated and not insulated, from what I can well, tell. Maybe there's a frayed end somewhere we aren't seeing. Probably. And so what he's trying to do is he's trying to connect that to his skin. And he's holding a bottle of miscellaneous saline solution in the other hand. Mm-hmm. So that it'll dissolve somewhat into his pores and then really... You know, it'll break down. He dunked it over himself and she's like, stop, you know. But, you know, it's a pretty sensible approach. Like, explains to him, like, the suicide attempts you're doing are reflecting onto me. You probably don't realise that. Look, I will die if you die, okay? Please don't kill me. And he's like, oh, no, I want to kill myself. There are lots of fun and lucky things in life too, she says. And he says, lucky. Four years ago, you know when someone starts a story with, four years ago, I was only cleaning. That They're about to say something super fucked up. <laughs> yeah. When four we, years uh, ago, I was only cleaning. Cleaning my gun, that is. You know that when they say that, it's just like, I was watching neighbours. Neighbours killing each other, that is. <laughs> I used to clean my shotgun in my apartment. I don't think I'll be doing that again soon. <laughs> <laughs> On account of how I'm in prison. <laughs> For how long? Who knows? Seven seconds? For some reason, the gun was loaded. And then, like, we switched to flashback still of how the woman on the floor above him attempted to jump to her death. But just as she passed through, passed by his window, the, shotgun the gun he was cleaning off. happened to fire and shoot her on the way down. She died. And people thought that he shot her from the floor below, thus killing her. An act. Of murder. It was like the lottery. While some win millions of dollars, I guess sometimes the exact opposite happens. She was supposed to hit the ground and die. Everyone thought that I aimed at and killed the woman on the 11th floor. She was only 15. You're only meant to clean the bloody gun barrel. I was aiming at the tangerine. Can we see if we can get Michael Caine on this podcast? Nope. Damn it. Can we see if we can get Brian Blessed on the podcast? No. Can we see if we... I don't know if you've noticed, Nick. We don't really do guests on this podcast. I know, but like, if Brian Blessed came on and we tried to explain to him what JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is, he would probably be like, Good God, that sounds thrilling! He'd be like, Liam, you are the worst kind of arrogant. You know, <laughs> you know I, lo- I absolutely adore a good bit of bizarreness in my days. You know, that's why when I was doing Star Wars... I, I, thought I was going to say, I think the favourite role that I ever did was Boss Nass in episode one of Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. You know, everyone... He was this big frog man. <laughs> everyone comes to me asking, why were you doing that, that noise that you do? I was doing my Richard Nixon impression. And, and George Lucas, you know, George Lucas, he came up to me. He came up to me and he said, I want you to do He's, that, he said, but larger. <laughs> he said, that's not the kind of noise frogmen make when they're in pain. And I said, I was in World War II, and when I killed him... <laughs> I used a frog to kill a man, and when he died, he made that exact sound. And George looked at me and said, Jesus fucking Christ, Brian, you do whatever you need to do to get through this character. And I said, Lucas, you've done it again. I've been inspired. I'll do what the fuck I want. I'm going to live the boss nass lifestyle for the rest. Anyway, Nick, have you seen any of the promotional elements for the new Lord of the Rings series brought to you by Amazon Corporation? I have seen one image of Galadriel. Oh yeah, I posted that in our group chat. Yes, that is all I have seen. I don't know, I like to look at the cast. I don't know if the show will be any good. I literally, at this point, I'm like, wow, a photo. Alrighty, sure. (laughs) Like, that's all I can say. 
Omez is like, hey, maybe you won't kill yourself if I give you my panties. I bet no one's ever given you panties before. And she tries to play it off like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Oh, it's so, oh, don't you want to put the the ones that I have right now? really playing it up. And obviously we as fully grown men find that annoying. (laughs) But uh, Omez is really... I think he's, she's kind of almost pulling it off with our boy I keep my promises, but remember this. Everyone hates Mondays. We all hope for the fun Saturdays to come around when we, when we record JoJo's World. I killed the woman on a Saturday. I was arrested on a Saturday, he says. And she's like, oh, the one play I had. You're saying nice things to give me hope. So just lip service though. I better kill myself. You're not being sincere at all. Better die. So then she yells at him like, obviously I am, but like, come on. Like, look, there's plenty more in this world, okay? I don't want to die. You don't want to die. Let's be fucking real here. You're a sack of shit. You're being used by White Snake. You're pathetic. You're useless. You're basic. You're being selfish, my mate. And then he's like, wow, you spoke truthfully to me. Such a nice person. I'm so glad that in the remainder of my life, the mere moments left in my life. And Hermes is like, wow, oh, come oh. on. He drops more saline on himself and he's like, I'm so glad to have met yeah, you so in my like, weak, pathetic life. Exact quote. He's like, thank you. If I can spend an eternity with you, then I'm really blessed. And she's like, wow, he's evil. He's truly the greatest form of evil. He just victimizes himself and drags others down in the process. So she runs forward and he's pressing the switch. Electricity courses everywhere. But before the propellers pull her back, uh, he managed. she managed to get a sticker onto his head. Mm-hmm. So now he has two heads. Yeah, like a second head coming out of his chest. Like the movie version of Zaphod Beeblebrooks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then as the electrical, as the electrical charge detaches the sticker, mm-hmm. that second head foomps back into his first head, knocking him backwards. And somehow breaking the cable, I think? Yeah, it looks like it snaps one of the cables. Okay, I can believe that. Knocks it and knocks him out, uh, and the disc neatly pops out of his head. Nice. But he's still quite fried. Yeah, and so is she. Yeah, she's also very fried. The shock made me remember. He hid the money he stole, $5,000. I'll take it as payment, you little shit. And then as she's talking... She's standing up and like the silhouette of her stand is appearing behind her. It's a big pink monstrosity. And it's meant to say kiss down the center. Yeah. And it's interspersed with the lips of the sticker. Uh, and it looks like it's got a similar turtleneck to her. Ooh. We're only seeing it sort of like the edges of the shot right now. Mm. And, uh, she, and she, she's like, got to get my revenge on White Snake because that was fucked up. Real golden wind face on that stand, actually. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's got similar like gridded eyes mm. but also that they're reminiscent of the clips in her hair mm. good design through line All there right uh and she's like i gotta go pay a visit to jolene cujo she's the one who fucked me up like this no she's the one who has answers for yep. me i'm gonna it's fuck got her similar up. bondage crown to white snake as well oh shit it does <laughs> sorry those are just antennae um see when she got electrocuted she became a radio tower yeah <laughs> um and thus has the 5G. But so, yeah. Nick. Cool shots. Cool episode, if a bit... On the awkward, Yeah. Particularly given future events in reality. Yup. <laughs> uh, Nick, oh. what were our highlights and lowlights for this episode? My highlight... The, the, mm-hmm. My highlight is going to be... Um, when the... Okay, so weird highlight from me, but... When they were in the stairwell talking about stands attracting each other like gravity, talking about... The stands, they're, they're, you know, bring people together and stuff. When her hand just spills blood, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, 
It's a foot. Because <laughs> in that moment, Wait, you know. It's a like, foot or it's a foot. A foot. A foot, my lord. Mm-hmm. Um, you know in that moment, it's like, oh, he's, he's going for it. That's it. It's, it's like, it's just, I like me a... This is going to sound really fucked up. But okay. I love me in storytelling a weaponized suicide because it reminds me of like just hard logical things where you just go, but if we did this, this could happen. And most of the time in real life, you're like, that's fucking insane. <laughs> but in storytelling, you can get away with, but if he does that, the story continues, right? And then maybe he wins? It's true, the story does continue, and maybe he does win. Yeah, it's like Seven, right? How at the end of Seven, spoiler alert for Seven, how he has the box, and then he's like... What was in that box? Um, it was <laughs> the detective's wife's head. Oh room. my god. Yeah, so... Seven of them. Yeah, so what he wanted to do was basically to commit suicide, but he can't do it to himself because he's too faithful, so he gets the pop that Brad Pitt plays to kill him. Thus winning the game that he's a part of. Sure. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, that's like a weaponized suicide thing. It's like, if you do it, he wins. But in this case, it's just, yeah, if if he does it, then he kills Hermes. And it's like, yes. Oh my God. It's still, oh, the game is still afoot. Nick, I think my highlight was uh, McQueen's incredibly stupid, <laughs> tragic backstory. <laughs> In what way? I was just cleaning my loaded shotgun pointed at the window and it happened to fire and a woman happened to be killing herself at the time. As a result, I gained suicide-based powers. <laughs> but, you know, deep-seated trauma and regret. <laughs> that's what it's all it's about. It's just, like, such a... Like, obviously, I know it's fiction, so it's all contrived. Yeah. But, like, it's such like, such an unlucky occurrence for this, like, awful man. No, that's, th- that's how it works, Yeah, that's right? I'm saying yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um... Low lights. Low light. Oh my god. Just the constant. Oh, but I'm so pathetic. Oh, I wish I was dead because it's just like, I get what it. What a whiner. I know. It's very like, <laughs> it's. <laughs> what a whiner, this man who's clearly in the need of serious therapy. Yeah. But it's just like, it's so, so, so thick, you know? But it does lay it on pretty It's hard. just like, oh my god. Like, if there was someone who was going to, like, commit suicide. They probably wouldn't be like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm just really pathetic. I'm just going to die now. They'd probably, like, probably well, not I, I even... Don't, I don't really want to speculate about the yeah. state of... <laughs> yeah, but behavior. it's just... He's just, like, so obviously like, oh, I wish I was it's dead. It's quite melodrama. Because I would just think, how has he lived this long? And why now? I'll yeah. tell you why. White snake. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> no, that does make a lot more sense, yeah. Nick. Still shit, though. My low light, uh, and you can probably guess this one, mm-hmm. is uh, McQueen filling up Hermes and taking her money. Mm, of course. It combines your what two... What a creep. Least, it combines your two least favourite things. Robbing and sexuality. I was going to say sexual assault and capitalism. Yeah. But, yeah. They're the same things, really. So, Nick. Yeah. Jolene is in the punishment ward for attempting to escape prison. The punishment ward. Uh... Emporio is keeping an eye on Hermes Costello, who wants to go and have a meeting with Jolene Cujo. Keeping an eye on you, Hermes. The mysterious white snake roams the prison. Ah, weird guy who crawls around and just has a crown. What will happen next time in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 Stone Ocean in the episode entitled, There's Six of Us. (laughs) Okay, Hermes uses the stickers on all (laughs) three of our main characters thus far. So, okay. I'm seeing double. There's six of us. <laughs> so, the, um, 
Okay, so one question I had. Yeah. When we had that little brief moment of, oh, I sold it to that bitch, Gwess. Gwess. Well, she was wearing the outfit that we see at the start in the intro. Who, Gwess? Yeah, Gwess. I think she was wearing her regular Gwess clothes. But she was wearing a beanie yeah, or Yeah, that's normal. That's normal? Yeah. Because we've only seen her with long hair. So... No. <laughs> oh. Or am I thinking a different character? Maybe. Because Gwess had, like, sort of long hair, had yeah, the Yeah, but rat... she had that little beanie thing, remember? We talked about it at length. Yep. Well, of course I don't remember. <laughs> I know the Bugs Bunny's birthday is July 27th, though. I would love it if you got that wrong. But alas, you never will. I never will. Please understand. Gwess. Oh, oh no, you're right. Oh, it must have just been because she was wearing the jacket. Must have been. Because she wasn't wearing the jacket in the weird flashbacky bit. Okay, anyway. So... So where were you going with that? Anyway, point being, I thought it might have been a different person that I'd forgotten. Nope. So she sold it to Gwess, who is now apparently maybe a main character sidekick. Maybe, given that she's in the intro next to Jolene and Hermes. Um, Hermes That's not is... who that is. Hermes? What? No, yes it is. What are you talking about? You mean the mysterious person who shoots the gun? Yeah. It's that... not Gwess. Wait, but then who was the person in the image in the flashback that... I don't know. Anyway. They're two different people, Nick. Fuck. Okay. Okay, look. Let me, let me show you. We have the photos. We yes. have the evidence. And we can pull up a picture of the OP's images too. All right, let's have a look. So that's the picture of Gwess. Ah, oh, shit, you're right. It is a different person. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Fuck. God damn it. There's six of us. And soon there'll be eight. Um, it's getting so... out of hand. There's six of us. So, I reckon Hermes is going to go talk to Jolene. Makes sense. But the person from the intro will be sent to the punishment ward. And so Jolene and Hermes... Is Hermes going to be like, to speak to Jolene, I ain't to get put in the punishment ward. No, I reckon it'll just be... Because I assume no visitors allowed in the punishment ward. Makes sense. I assume. But also, at the same time, it's Jojo's baby, so she might just go into the punishment ward, stand at the bars and be like, hey. Or maybe Jolene will be out of the punishment ward. No. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, not my, that's not my prediction at all. <laughs> okay. Um... So something like that, where either she'll try and, like, sneak into the punishment ward, not, like, go into the punishment ward because of an act she commits. But just sneak in. But just, like, get it. Maybe bribe a guard and be Using like, Using her stand powers. Yeah, it's like, hey, I need, to, I need to see Jolene. Here's some money. And they'll be like, money? I love money. I love that. Give that to me. Um, but while they're there, that third person will have found the charm, have been stabbed that, that by... That Jolene it. has? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, wait. Ah, oh, shit. No, because Jolene got it back, didn't she? Damn it. Damn it! Okay. So, maybe... Remember, White Snake is at large mm. and apparently giving people stance. That's true. White Snake is at large. Okay, maybe White Snake is... Maybe White Snake gave that lady a stand and has now also been put into the punishment ward to try to take the down Jolene. The lady Jolene. Has. Yes, the yeah. lady. To try and take down Jolene... And Hermes has bribed her way into the punishment ward and then just so happens to be there when that lady oh, makes save Jolene's life. Yes, exactly. And then Jolene's Sweet like... Sweet defenceless Jolene Cucho. Yeah, and then Jolene's like, huh, you know I can take care of myself. You're pretty good. And then Hermes is like, fuck you. I can also take care of myself. But together we're better. And then they're like, okay. Okay, there's six of us. Yeah, and then they'll defeat this lady and be like, I'm really sorry, but I know how to help you now. By joining you. Nick, why is there six of them? Because Hermes has made doubles of them. Okay. With a sticker. To what end? I don't know. It might just be useful in the episode. <laughs> okay. Okay, hang on. Wait. So why are there six of them? Oh, shit. Okay. 
So maybe, so, okay, okay. So we've had Jolene Gwess Hermes, random lady, um, timid lady who's, no, nah, she's not going to show up again. What about Emporio? Hmm, Emporio maybe. He might be one of the six. And then the warden? Or someone new. Ah, oh, the warden. Why do I remind myself that the warden exists? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure why there'd be six. Maybe it's not or, friends. Or, more to the point, Nick, I suppose yes. what I'm asking, rather than the individuals that it is, yes. is what is so significant about that exclamation with an exclamation point mm. that it's the title of the episode? There's six of us? Yeah. Hmm. 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 I'm... I don't know. Okay, it's I, a tough honest, one. It is tough because it's obviously like important in some way. I don't know. Okay. Well, we'll yeah. find out next time no on idea. JoJo's yeah. World. If you would like to sponsor us for this grand, excellent content that we make, you can support us at www.patreon.com slash JoJo's World. Yep. One day Nick will have a new theme song for us. One day. But until oh then, God. our music is The Rose Vibe by Milk Juice. That's me. And to be continued. To be continued.